Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. That's why Mint Mobile is here and offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month with no catch. Mint Mobile is great for anyone that's looking for a way to get a little bit of extra savings. You don't have to pay for those big plans, even though they still have the high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network with unlimited talk and text. You can use the phone you have right now with any Mint Mobile plan and keep on trucking just like you are just saving money on your mobile plan and if you're not 100% satisfied Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7 day money back guarantee so you can try it make sure it works for you and then you're all set to go so switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan and get the plan shipped to your door for free go to mintmobile.com slash dnvr be sure to go to mintmobile.com slash dnvr to let them know we sent you welcome into the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook use code dnvr when you sign up for a new account and please have as much fun as we're having right now with DraftKings. uh it's been a good night I've, it, the night has been great if you didn't come out to the dnvr bar you missed a blast of a time uh Blast, blast of a tam. Blast, blast of a tam. He really said it that way. Um, a tam, a tam. Gentlemen, it's a preseason game. Let me let me preface this by saying it is a preseason game. You cannot really do that much damage. Was, like, there's a reason we're all giggle pants over here. Like it was just it was just a weird ass hockey game, dude. But. Was this game a disaster for the Colorado Avalanche? No, man. I mean, maybe. I guess I guess the prognosis of Pavel Francouz, uh we'll see, because if Jonas Johansson has to back him up, they're in trouble. Yeah, I mean it was a hot mess tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> watching that game was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean just watching him watch pucks just go through his body, yeah, like <laughs> teleport through him. Where it was like Logan Thompson on the other on the other hand is like fighting for I don't know what job, but. Then Jonas Johansson's like, this cool pucks can go through me, I guess. <laughs> I'm still on the NHL roster, boys. Yeah, Unlike the rest of the Avs goalies. Yeah, yeah right. Go. They got rid of all these dudes. <laughs> so, look, clearly, uh, let's not beat around the bush. The story of the night is Pavel Fransos' injury, which is unclear yeah. at the moment. Well, and it's, it's like the one thing we talk about going into the preseason more than anything else. What do you need to do? You need to come out the other side of it healthy. They went into it. You know, uh, Kale McCarr seems to be 
fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're like being they're, cautious. They're just, yeah, they're, they're, there, yeah. There, and sure. I'd be surprised if there was an issue opening night. But, uh, you know, Devon Taves is, is working his way back. And the big thing here is they needed they they needed Pavel Francouz to just stay healthy. They got zero games out of him last year. And in a 56-game schedule, you can kind of piece it together. Sure. Especially in a it's, bad division. It's not where enough games that... All the backup games right. were against Anaheim <laughs> in LA. And it was like, just like, okay, like, Groovy, just like, take those nights off and we'll we'll hopefully come out of it. They, this would be a yeah. much bigger problem, though. Yeah. yeah. It, it would be seriously concerning for the abs if it's significant time. Francois, obviously, he... A tough situation, right? This is a guy who hasn't played hockey in forever. He played... 25, 30 minutes yeah. a couple games ago. Couldn't mm. even make it through the second period on this one as... Well, he made it. He was right at the halfway point of the game. Where they likely would have pulled, pulled, anyway. pulled him anyway. And it was like right then he had the problem. Now, the reason for positive is that he skated off under his own it, power. It, it's not like he was on a stretcher or yeah, anything and crazy. It, and yeah, and it wasn't like he was... It didn't look like he needed significant help. So, you know, you're looking for a positive. I guess that's it. Until we actually know um, it what it really is. Uh, I mean, Blaze, you're not a goalie, but I know you've had your fair share of injuries out on the ice. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's what, What's your take on a, on a look for Francois where I think all of us on the initial play... Weren't even sure that he was hurt. Yeah, I thought his, yeah, I thought yeah. he had a it skate looked, problem because it looked like his skate was stuck in the net. Or yeah, it looked like in, something happened with his equipment for sure. But yeah. then, like knowing his past and what surgeries he's had, yeah, now, right. Like you're a little bit concerned there because he's down on his knees and all of a sudden he freezes up. Yeah, that's pretty scary. And it looks like, like you said, he skated off on his own power. It looked fine. Hopefully, it was just something tweaked or he felt something weird in his muscles, and that was it. I don't. Dario can't not hear an echo, dude. If if your Twitter is up and it auto played on your Twitter, there's your <laughs> that's problem. on you, bud. Close yeah, I gave I gave him man. a few solutions. Um, that sucks though. And we have a super chat here. Let's get to that real quick. Yes. Thank oh, he said much. sorry for the false alarm. I had the yep. Twitter feed See? and YouTube gone. Called out. Wow. Yes, he called made that mistake before. Called this guy. Out. AJIT. Yeah. <laughs> it's just okay. all initials over here. Thank you for the $5, Luke. It's very appreciated. Uh, would you rather have JJ or Renouf? A lot of JJ hate, and we so upset with him being the number seven. Okay, you mean Jack Johnson, not Jonas Johansson. Okay. Understood. Getting 10 to 15 minutes a night if he plays. Um, Jack Johnson. On the night, look, he had that one brutal pass in the offensive zone, D to D, that was just asking for trouble. <laughs> and trouble he got. Yeah. That and didn't get to the other D. You know, there was there was a weird play that led to a goal. Was it Carlson's goal? Where it was kind of a weird situation where Carlson floated across the middle, and it was almost like JJ expected like a switch coming across the middle that just didn't happen and all of a sudden Carlson was alone at the top of the circles and it was like oh oh no <laughs> but as far as Jack Johnson I thought he was fine tonight like yes the dude is not gonna move pucks very well but you knew that already going in you you knew what to expect there no I, I think he's awful uh, and I think that tonight was a big step back uh, and I don't I don't necessarily think it was a step forward for any of his direct competition so maybe the step back doesn't hurt him 
Uh, but I, I certainly don't. I, look, I tweeted out during camp. This feels very Brad Stewarty to yeah. me. He looks good in camp. As soon as we get into games, it's going to start to get worse. And that's exactly what's happened. As as the NHL competition has ramped up in the games that Jack Johnson has played, he's looked worse and worse and worse and worse. And I just don't... I, with, with like, guys already under contract, I, I really, like, I thought Justin Barron was awful tonight. Yeah. And I don't, and, and, and I just don't understand why there would be a rush to give a contract to a guy that is getting worse already. So, in preseason, I the mean, guy is getting worse every we, time he plays. Can we expand this conversation a little bit? Because I feel like the defense, the Colorado Avalanche ice tonight, didn't make any sense. Yeah, well, it, it looked like it, it's kind of like the forward core where, you know, the guys that are battling for the fourth line, kind of fourth line and call up hierarchy. The, the forward core are, makes sense. Are sure, all going fine. against each other and they're all playing I, in the same that game was and fine. whatever. I was fine with the forward core. But the defense was a bunch of dudes who can't move pucks. Well, the defense felt the same way. It was like Ryan, it was like Ryan Murray. Uh, kind of babysitting, and Jack Johnson well, kind of babysitting I mean, a bunch of we'll, dudes. We'll talk about Ryan Murray later because I know you and I disagree a little bit on his game. But, but I like like you look at like Dennis Gilbert, and I'm like, was Dennis Gilbert better or worse than Jack Johnson? Neither. He was the same. They're yeah, the same right. guy. Like it's not it's it's like, not going to be a quality puck mover. He's a decent defender. He's got a physical the, element to him. He at least gave enough of a shit to try and drag Will Carrier out and beat some numbers out of him. After like, he tried after, to run after Franzos, he ran Franzos, yeah. in which Maltz, I think it was Maltsev yeah, might was. have pushed him in a little bit. I, I wasn't totally sure how I felt it about that. It wasn't clear, yeah. It didn't look like substantial contact, and it looked like Frankie kind of skated into it a little bit. But it was also like, that's your goalie, and you just beat people for that. So, And that's why Curtis McDermott is supposed to be there. Yeah. And Curtis McDermott has yet to do anything of any I, note whatsoever I, that is remotely positive at all. But at least I, Dennis Gilbert's chucking nucks when he should be. I want to get to McDermott in a minute. I want to talk about specifically... Dennis Gilbert and Jack Johnson with you, Blaze, because I think the game was summed up by a play in the Avs defensive zone in the first period where Dennis Gilbert and Jack Johnson decided that neither of them wanted the puck. And take it. Neither of, take it. But neither of them wanted to make a real pass. No. Either. no. Are you talking about the puck that they put right up the middle of the ice right to well, the... But before that, they were also just... Hucking grenades oh, to each other yeah. behind yeah, the net. Yeah, that, was, that was why I asked you yeah, yeah. What, what were those things called? Because I tweeted out and those two guys <laughs> yeah, passing the puck back and forth looked like teenagers throwing snappets at each other's ankles. Yeah, I mean, both of them together back there does not make sense for this Avalanche team, right? Even yeah. like the bottom pairing for the defensive core, like they can't. Do well, hello. I made it bigger so now you guys I feel like read. I feel like our comments are now shouting it off. For the, no, this is good. For the first time at the bar ever, I can read the comments I properly. I made them bigger like, so that you guys could see them. This is good. I appreciate this. AJ but, looks scared. But to, I mean, to your point, Blaze, right? Like, if you're talking Ooh, about an actual regular season game situation, you're putting a Jack Johnson with a puck mover, right? You have to. Because like what you saw tonight, that's brutal. <laughs> right, you can't gonna put him with Dennis Gilbert. And right. Yeah, and and that's and that's where I think this battle gets gets interesting on the defensive side is because you can't put a lot of these guys together. We talked about it a couple games ago with Jacob McDonald and Curtis McDermott, and, and it was like if you have to play multiple of these depth options for the Avs defense, you cannot put them together unless you're asking for trouble. 
Absolutely. You have you have to have someone on the backside of the Avs that can move the puck in the right direction, the right way. And yeah. right now, when those two together last tonight, it was bad. Like there was just no decision making, and then the decisions that were made were brutal. I'm just having You're my right? own. I'm in my own world right now. Sorry. <laughs> well, between the chair, between the, 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 the glasses, and then being like, "Oh, my neck is kind of stiff. Let's crack this thing." I'm like, Ugh. I'm a little sorry. I'm a little. Uh, yeah, you and uh, you and the Avs top line were in their own world tonight, I guess. But Miko had a sure, quote Miko here. Cool. Tiffany said. Miko said it's still preseason, so there shouldn't be any overreaction for how the game goes. But everyone's waiting yeah, for opening I, night. Yeah, this is this is this is a, a reason sure. right here why I always say six games is too many. It should be more like two or three. I, I do, I'd say four is good. I I only say four because for money purposes, I, not even travel money. to no, and I'm, travel from. I'm and saying you get two opponents. You, you and take and two games whatever. to play the guys that are legitimately like question marks in the preseason, right? And then you take two games that are warm-ups for the season. You with get, your basic lineup? Yeah, with close to your starting lineup. Because yeah. the, the, every team does that with games five and six. Yeah. Is they play 80% plus of their yeah. starting lineup. Yeah. Well, and I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's a – I just don't think this matters. I agree with that. You know, like two or three games these guys get, okay, so what? Like the, the reality is, is that they're going to all go from – taking it not seriously and going 80% to going full bore on opening night. And it's going to, it's just going to ramp up. Yep. And you know, by the second week of the season, you're going to be looking at opening night and being like, Oh my God, was that bad hockey? <laughs> and then by December, we're going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a normal season again. You know, do you think McKinnon was even going to 80? I, I saw him take like two serious dude. strides tonight. And it was like, <laughs> and then after that, it was just like a lot of like, yeah, I'd, I'd give that dude and, 70 at best. Yeah. Like that McKinnon was clearly, I, and, and you saw it a lot of the time where it's like, he was starting to feel a little bit and then, there would be a puck battle and they would kind of be like, all right, I'm not going to take a hit here. <laughs> like, no, no. I mean, like if he was a shark, he had his dorsal fins down. He yeah, was just, he was yeah. just kind of cruising around looking at what was going on, but didn't really ha- was in attack mode at all. What? For sure. Yeah. Can we get our next shirt with McKinnon as a shark? Wanted <laughs> 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 a little bit of a Mac attack there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, the NHL is going to need a bigger boat. And it's just like eating the league. Nom, 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 nom. It's like the NHL logo in the shape of a boat. Could I be filled in on this? Can someone please say Blaze Hunter repeatedly, please? I don't, I don't know what that is. Why are we saying Blaze Hunter? Yeah. yeah, that's not how you spell Blaze, by the way. Yeah, yeah that's people like 420 Blaze It, so not Blaze Hunter. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, like the fire. Yeah. No difference. There's mm-hmm. no difference. Ooh, Hi, Steph. Steph, you got to DM me. We got to talk, girl. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's, the, that's the fire right there. Mm, true. AJ spitting it. True. Um, I have no idea how far we are into the show. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Oh, to you. 11 oh. minutes. 14, 14 minutes Damn. in. My sense of time has been in struggling over the past couple months. I'm not going to lie to you. Word. Uh, it's hard for me to tell time. But <laughs> if you want to make it harder on yourself to tell time... Drink some Breckenridge Brewery. 
the official beer DNVR. Everybody was on edge. They were like, where's this going? This is my favorite part of my job is like after months of doing it, every time I say anything, people are like, wait a minute, how does this become a manscape read? <laughs> I think Some, somewhere Pavlov just laughs. Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst one was I think we I think we all can remember the worst one that now everyone is on there like is ready for it when you just started talking about regular CDs no, and yeah. then jumped yeah. into Oh, that, that was my favorite because he was the like, best one, yeah. I got do you This was like a five-minute bit. And we like had a conversation yeah. about CDs. Yeah. And then he was like, if you would like the CDs nuts, then it was just like It was like five a minutes. Stroke. I was not it was, it was I was in, not it was ready in, for it. It was tremendous. <laughs> and now and so now we're now, wasting our Breck Brewery talking about the Manscaped read that we're not doing. So Come down to the DNVR bar, get eight different Breck Brews on tap, or get it at your local liquor store. The good How company. How many of those did we drink over the weekend when you and I were here? Uh, I think we had yeah, we had quite four or five of them between the two of us. Yeah, dude, that vanilla porter is. You were you were oh, for, it, for a non beer liker, dude. You were jamming with dude. That, that twenty two ounces went down quick. <laughs> uh, so check it out here. Check it out at your local liquor store. Good company, hard seltzer is amazing. It tastes like candy. It's dumb that alcohol is allowed to taste like that, but it tastes so good. Uh, check them out there. Uh, obviously, they're amazing. We we love them here. Uh, you can also get StravaCraft Coffee down at the DNVR Bar Cold Brew, or you can get it online at StravaCraftCoffee.com. 25% off your first order. <laughs> if you haven't ordered, it's a great deal. Uh, it helps with migraines, joint pain, IBS, a bunch of other aches and pains as well. I really like it because as a regular Advil user, someone who gets migraines... Uh, the coffee is like your normal morning routine. You just have Strava when you wake up in the morning, your normal cup of coffee. And it takes care of the coffee part of it, and it takes care of the ache and pain part of it. So check out Strava. Highly recommend. If you want to try it, come to the bar. Get the cold brew there. Uh, it's dope. I, I, they've been a longtime partner of ours, so highly recommend them. Check them out. You can get their subscription service as well, which gets you 20% off for like life basically if you sign up for that you just it's just a good deal all the time and then when you save a little bit of money consider signing up for a membership here at dnvr we just released our first video of the the season preview which go watch by the way so it was our fault was it yeah, it was the goal. It was the goalie, was the goalie video. In that video, we it were was like, the goalie video. This is the best their their uh, their goaltending depth <laughs> has been at the start of the year yeah. in years. <laughs> and Frankie was like, "Oh yeah, guys." That, uh, the, I I actually specifically remember like we we were like, "All right, worst case scenario for Frankie, he'll be a backup caliber guy." Mm -hmm. By the way. We're not putting injuries for everyone because that applies no matter what. Yeah, it could totally be injuries, yeah. Yeah, and now it's injuries for Frankie right yeah. away. Um, but if you sign up for a membership, you get the big beers down at the DNVR bar. You get a bunch of other perks and, and things like that beyond just access to our written content and all of that amazing stuff that we do behind the paywall. So it doesn't. It's not good, man. What? Sorry, I'm responding to the comments. I, I we know. Got, I we got clarity, reading. though, on the same Blaze's yeah, name. Oh, that I don't remember. There We've was had so one many live shows. show where these guys started off live, uh, live saying each other's names, and they said Blaze's name repeatedly, so sarcastically and funny. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't either, but I, don't I believe that that happened. Uh, that very much sounds like it's in our I, wheelhouse. It really I, I spent a whole show calling him Blay. 
That was fun. Yes, oh my god, that was because the first of Shady Blade. Of Blade. Yeah. Yeah. So that was funny. fun to watch you try and break that. Yeah. It was also fun, like knowing where that came from, because yeah. I was like, "Oh, he's watched a lot of Rampage Hockey. He's I watched a lot of Sammy Blade." I was like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna go. It was funny too because before we even got on, you had asked me a question, but you had said it like, "Hey, Blade." Yeah. And, and I totally wasn't listening. And you're like, "Hey, well, yeah, like, hey." hey. You corrected me, right? Like, it, if I'm saying it wrong, I, I hope. Anyway, yeah. Rudo continues to be terrible with names. Check that box off. Uh, Nothing was as weird as the newfound land that you dropped yeah, a week yeah. ago. Totally randomly. And I was like, you're putting me on, right? And then I heard you say it normally later. And I was like, okay, we're cool. Yeah. I I don't know what that was. It was so it, out of nowhere. Like, I... I because I was talking about, like, some people in Newfoundland don't like people calling them Newfies, right? Yeah. So I really wanted to pronounce that I'm not saying Newfie. And I ended up saying Newfoundland. And I was like, well, we're in this room now. That was... Uh, there was there was a Canadian city that I was saying weird that Z was making Uh-oh, fun of me for. And I don't remember what it, I don't remember what it was. And then Jay started. And then all of, the, all of the Canadian people in my life were like, why do you say it's so weird? And I, I, I wish I could remember what it was. Uh, hold on, I don't. This is a great story. Can you, can you give me? I, I don't want to say the name because I don't know how to say it properly. But your best, uh, your best Texas accent of that pizza place, the French pizza place up in, uh, up in Canada. The pizza place or the town that we went to. I'll take either. Beausajour. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, it was. That's right. It was. It was Kamloops. How do they say it? Kamloops. Yeah. And apparently, I was saying it like Kamloops, and I don't. I don't. I do, I wasn't hearing it in my head. But I went back and watched the episode, and was like, "Oh, I say that weird." <laughs> so you were adding yeah, a little emphasis right. on the loops. It was. It was Kamloops. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so there's just there's just this little town outside Winnipeg called Beausajour, and. Well, we were there. I just wouldn't not. Because <laughs> we were there to get Texas barbecue. And so I was like, <laughs> and it was just, it was so stupid. And I just thought it was the funniest thing. It works thing. so well with the Texas <laughs> twang. <laughs> like, all French speakers should have a Texas accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super serious hockey game tonight. Very, yeah. very clearly sure. we were heavily yeah. invested in, yeah, in we, this one. Yeah. Uh, the second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast podcast here uh shout out patrick waugh our our crown guy i can't even point over there there it is oh yeah, happy birthday to him his 56th birthday i believe so uh yeah still the goat still the goat and in the goal for 100%. sure no doubt about that yeah. cool um uh, what else did we want to get to oh shout out my man peter mcnab casting casting despite the cancer diagnosis great to see him no, on the cast. still going awesome. going through uh going through it look as somebody who has lived through chemotherapy i can tell you <laughs> that's impossible what he's doing yeah and i i would i would also say pete just lose the hat my man we know lean into it dude it's it's there's no need for it it's every we all know and it's all love it's all love and support hell yeah for sure. It's Plus, people want to rub it for good luck. <laughs> they think it helps. True. You know what? True. Being touched is weird, but also, like... Take what you can get? Dude, this is, Peter McNabb is awesome. Yeah. No doubt like, about he's it. Gonna, he's going to whoop cancer's ass, and we're, we are Team Peter With all the way. With a shoe. 
Dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he I, learned I, from Mike Milbury. He's yeah. Going, yeah. He's with us too. Sure. Let's go. Uh, I played an air horn sound to he's going to kick uh, Cancer's ass. We're all you for couldn't that, hear yeah. it, though. No, that's fine. Yeah. You we, guys we couldn't. Approved. They could. But just <clears> very <throat> approved of that yeah. of that air horn. Yeah. Uh, uh, getting into the game. Let's let's be real. The Avs goal scorers looked excellent tonight. When you when you think of Avs <laughs> goal scorers, obviously McKinnon's going to be at the top, but Miko and Berkey, Berkey just did their thing tonight. Look, we we speaking of preview videos, we have a forward preview video where you and I lose our shit. <laughs> yeah, get get a little hyped on Miko Ranton and specifically this year. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think. I think 50 goals, man. I'm, he, I'm a he, believer. He would have had an outside shot at it last year. He had 30 and 56. So yeah. uh, I think that it, he's coming into his physical prime right now, and we saw what that did for McKinnon. And I think that there's another level for Miko Rantanen to get to. And uh, I think tonight was just a preview of that. And and it's funny because, like, all the bad things, I'm going to be like, it's preseason. Shut up. <laughs> but with Miko, but with Miko ranting in, looking as good as he is, I'm gonna be like, "This is a preview of things to come." He's gonna score 50. He's gonna have 120 points. Nikita Kucherov sucks, and it's all Miko. Uh, but that's you, that's kind of where I am. Are you those. kidding me? Mm. Are you <laughs> kidding me? No, that's what's up, man. I just think I think this is I, like the moose is loose. Like, Let's go. This I mean, is seeing those pictures even like. Not wearing his gear like at training camp this year, he took the off season very seriously. He mm -hmm. is stacked this Dude, year, and, and he this hasn't is, looked like that before. You look at you look at all of the best players in there. There's a reason that 23-ish to 27-ish, give or take a year on either side, is like the prime. It's like the absolute best that yep. these guys get. Yep. And with with Miko, I think that. Where like we've talked about like he's kind of quietly on a Hall of Fame track right now. Now obviously it's very very difficult to keep up that level of play through the kind of the the kind of sustained career he has to needed. Be a point yeah. per game player till he's thirty, right? But like. but I mean you're talking you are talking about a guy that he could easily he could very realistically he could score fifty and he could be a seventy assist guy because he's an unbelievable passer. He has great hands and he is understanding. That physically, he is bigger and stronger than just about everybody, especially in a league that has trended more towards smaller puck-moving defensemen that he can routinely abuse on the forecheck. Once he really, once it all comes together for him, there is a dominant top five in the NHL caliber of player that is just waiting to get unleashed on the world. The question is, is can that happen? At the same time that they're getting the very last out of Landis Cog's prime and right in the heart of Nathan McKinnon's prime, while Kale McCarr and all these other guys have all their, like, can they just get lucky and have them all sync up on the timeline yeah. and have it all work out? Because if that, if the answer is yes, and they get the absolute best out of the uh, a handful of these guys at the same time, Miko Ranton very realistically leads them in scoring, is a, is a con smythe and a dark horse for it's, the heart. I've said this before, but, and especially I think our, our older viewers will understand what I'm saying when I say McKinnon and Rantanen is legitimately 
sacking in Forsberg it, it, if they could play yeah. together on a line. Yeah, because like, it was always weird. Those two were yeah. not great together. Right. And they dominated on different lines. It's, it's why you always look back in history and it's like, wow, those top sixes were so good. And it's like, it, oh, you had dominant players on each line. Well, now you have two dominant players on one line that are just running roughshod over everybody. Is it Malkin and Crosby? I mean, that's that's more Sackick and Forsberg, right? 1C, 2C. Yeah. But <laughs> 1C, 2C. 1C, 2C. <laughs> and Maxi, Moosey. It's more, It's to be honest with you, it's it's more Lemieux and Yager. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yes, one. Yes, I mean, yes, considering yeah, yeah. we call the guy Baby Yager the giant, all the time. The giant <laughs> behind on that man. <laughs> you know, I don't think yeah. McKinnon is obviously Super Mario, but I think no. that I think that Miko has a Yager-esque prime in yeah. his in his future. Yeah, yeah. In, in, right now, right now. I can't wait for forty-five-year-old Miko to be playing in the Liga <laughs> <laughs> with Baby Miko in the league yeah. in his in his draft eligible season. Yeah. With the abs being like, please, round two, please, <laughs> let's do this again. We we want we want we want Nico ranting it right. Like, <laughs> he, if now if Miko does not name his first. Born Nico, I'm yeah, gonna we be got very a problem. Upset. Yeah. We had a problem here with two Ks. Petition. Of course. Petition. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. All right. Just uh, the other the other goal scorer of the night for the Abs, Andre Barkovsky. Um, he's good at shooting the puck. Look, this is a this is this is a, a contract year for him. He's a, he's 26. He is a, a 30 a, a 30 goal season puts him in line to make six to seven million dollars on a long-term contract and force his way into the conversation as a uh, as a core element of the Colorado Avalanche moving yep. forward. None of this none of the secondary complementary stuff. He if if he lives up to that potential and he finally an 82 game season and he's healthy for it yep. uh, then you know what we saw tonight like that's that's the dream, right? Like that was that was it working. That was the lineup working. <laughs> These guys score you four goals, and then ideally you have Darcy Kemper in net and your actual defense back there. Not all of the guys who are fighting for the six, seven, yeah. eight jobs yeah. on the ice at the same time. I thought Berkey checked all the boxes tonight. I thought he looked really good out there. Yeah, I uh, there's always for me it's always going to be consistency and defensive details. But uh, for a, for a night where defense was out the window yeah, well, for, <laughs> in, in like a preseason game like this is what you want to see you want to see him out there getting confidence because you know how it could be if a guy if a guy who's supposed to score goals doesn't score a goal for the first 10 games it can set up a yeah. season where all he's in his head the whole year yep. and get it out of the way in the preseason get him feeling good about himself you know get the get the confidence flowing and all of that and he looked fine. Hey, this is this is the first I think the first time we've seen him in the preseason. Yeah, it I, was. I, I it don't was. I don't know who played last night because we couldn't see him. <laughs> it felt like the game wasn't real, and so I don't I, I don't even know. Well, but this was this was exactly this this was good feels. This well, was good feels. We'll get to some of the other names. I see Chad talking about Baron. We'll talk about him a bunch of other guys in a little bit. I do want to wrap up the top six. Two specific things I want to talk about. One. We saw what could be a realistic second line to start the season for the Avs in Kadri, Burakovsky, and Nachushkin. We already talked about Burakovsky. What did we think about that line as a whole? Ka- I want to know what you guys quiet. think. Yeah? I thought, I thought the line overall was quiet tonight. I thought Berkey stood out on that line, but overall wasn't too impressed with what was going on. Okay. Their best scoring chance came with Sampo Ranta, not Val Nachushkin. 
And I don't think I don't think that that's an accident. But one thing I did like about that line was that you could see in theory where it was working, because Val Nichushkin's puck retrieval and his ability to reload offensively is really really good, and seeing that with Berkey and with Kadri tonight. They had a couple of shifts where you were like, oh, I get it. This is okay. And then Nuke would flub something, and it was like, oh, we're back. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) And now I'm not excited anymore. (laughs) And then they came came close to scoring with Sampo, uh, Sampo Ranta, who didn't do anything on the top line uh, and didn't contribute to anything positive and completely all of the fun that we had going into where everybody was like, Oh, yeah, Rambo Santa top line. Here we go. And then it was just like, oh, Casper Santa top line. So, you know, and then and then their best the best opportunity was when at the end of the it was near the end of the second period when he was on the second line yeah. and they almost they probably should have scored. Yeah, that and, play in uh, front. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome, man. That was awesome. And I'm not going to make too much of half a shift, but it makes you wonder, like, maybe that's where Sampo Ranta's future is. Is I mean, let's let's lean in here is. Is the concept of Sampo Ranta even getting put on the top line in this game? Does that indicate an opportunity? Do they want to play him on opening night? Yeah, this was a huge opportunity. Yes, putting him with Did your pass it, putting putting him with your your best players. Yeah. Yes, like yeah, that would they, if that's not opportunity. As we talk about like Shane Bowers and all these other guys getting opportunity. None of them are getting that look. So I think they're looking I think they're looking for a reason and they're looking for a place to put him where they could say, okay, we're, we want to get the best out of you. And look, that that line starts in the offensive zone 65% of the time anyway, because you don't want it to waste time coming out in transition. You want that line winning a face-off and cramming it down their throat. That's what they do. Yeah. So you you would see, I I think I, I I don't think it's like an opening night possibility that he plays there. No, but not they're on looking. The line or they're they're a hundred percent looking for an excuse. Like, okay, if we're gonna put you with skilled players, you're gonna make skilled plays, and then you're just we just have to keep you. Oh gosh darn it! And I I just don't. I didn't see enough from Sambo tonight that says I agree. I thought he was pretty. Quiet he won a job sure. tonight, and I yeah. think that there's still I think that there's there's still work to do for a lot of these guys. All of them, except Mikhail Maltsev. Yep, we'll get to that. Mikhail! <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, so, if you want to avoid Mikhail in the gulags... Oh, God. What? No, don't do this. <laughs> transition transition don't do into something way. else. Yeah, don't do it this way. Can I just say that the vowels are overrated thing is killing me because John Elway's head is actually blocking the O and overrated. <laughs> and so on the on the thing, it looks like vowels are rated. 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 You can't even see the V that yeah. well. He's, it looks like rated. <laughs> rated Anyway, if you want to avoid Mikhail and the Gulags, we just yeah. gave you an R-rated <laughs> layup there, uh, and you went back to the you, Gulags? You, you made God, a mistake man. because we're talking about giving Mikhail a quality stake. <laughs> All right? Don't make him do a spit take, please. Go over no, no. to Hassle Cattle Company. <laughs> I'm an adult. Get your meat. Sometimes. Get what you need. Of course, you can always come down to the DNVR bar. Get yourself a Wagyu beef burger. Both AJ and I had it tonight. 
It was absolutely delicious. It was so good. I even <laughs> texted Z and was like, yep, this burger is incredible. <laughs> and then she said some offensive things to me and my feelings were a little hurt. So <laughs> Z, if you're listening, not nice. <laughs> you can check it out here. You can get it at HassleCattleCompany.com. Get 10% off with code DNVR10. You can get the burgers if you want. They have all sorts of steaks, whether it be their blue-collar Wagyu. You can get tomahawk steaks and get their bone-in ribeye, sirloins. You name it. They got you covered. Any meat under the sun, it's the best quality coming out of AJ's uh, AJ's second home. You were born in Colorado, right? Yeah. Okay, so second second home in Texas. I was technically born in Texas, so count it. I mean, I always say that I grew up in Texas because I... I, like, I moved to Texas. When you were young, sure. I, I, like, I was, like, 11, so it wasn't like I didn't live in Colorado for a while, but I always call Texas home just because that's kind of where my life started. Yeah. Like, my like what would become my life started. And so, you know. Yeah, see, I'm like the... I was born in Texas, but I moved to Colorado as one, so... Yeah. By the way, Texas, if you could make it easier to get your birth certificate, I would appreciate it a lot. Dude, it's real easy for Colorado. It's, All I had to do was go to some shady ass website and give them forty bucks, and I got it two days later. And I'm out. <laughs> it is, it's it real. It is. I don't a, know. It, it has been accepted every time I've used it. So. <laughs> it's real hard to get a Texas birth certificate. Let me tell you. Um, but Hassle Cattle Company not as hard to get. They'll deliver it right to your door. Check it out. If you order over two hundred dollars, you can get a group order going. You get free shipping as well. So jump on that one as well. In any case. If you want to turn your package into a Colorado-sized package, no, you don't want that, right? You want the Texas-sized package. Everything's bigger in Texas. Get it Manscaped. Head on over to manscaped.com. Use code DNVR20. No, I'm wrong. It's just code DNVR. Don't use the 20. Just DNVR to get 20% off your perfect package. Get the perfect package 4.0. Use the lawnmower trimmer. Go from Colorado to Texas. It'll look great. It'll be dope. Check it out. They I, also I'm got just going to say, if the thing looks like Texas, see a doctor. <laughs> right, what if it looks like Florida, though? Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Reasonable? Ladies? <laughs> <laughs> all right, if babe, it's Italy, look, then you have and, some and issues. All right. <laughs> you take Manscaped, you apply it to Italy, you get Florida. Ooh. Simple math, chat. <laughs> Simple math. All right? So go to Manscaped. They also, of course, have tools to get you covered top to bottom, making you look good, breath mints, whatever you need for that hot date you got. Go check it out. DraftKings, not, that's the wrong one. Not DraftKings. Uh, Manscaped, sorry. Uh, check them out. Use the DNVR code. Support our partners that's supporting us all the way through. And, you know, now we're getting into DraftKings. You can go to DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm telling, I've been telling everyone for the past couple of weeks, you need to bet on darts. All right? All right? You need to go bet on darts at DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on the online live darts league. Watch the first couple sets. See who's, like... Who's vibing. Yeah. It's exactly... See... Actually, I see who's not vibing. Because it's super easy to tell when a dude throws a bad dart and he walks up to grab his darts off and he's like... Ugh. And... And I just bet against that dude for the rest of the day, and I make a ton of money on darts. It's it's so easy. Uh, so you can do that. Of course, if you're new, please use the DNVR code when you sign up for a new account. All you have to do is bet $1 on any football game. You get 150 bucks in free bets. It's a super great deal. And then you have 150 bucks to 
go bet on random college football games like AJ and I did all Saturday. So eight hours, I believe we yeah. were here. Yeah, it was a good betting. Eight hours. Just, just, and it was like we would we had like six TVs with different games on. Yeah. And so when the team would get a ball, we'd get the ball at like the thirty yard line. We were like, ah, oh, are they gonna make it to the fifteen? Let's throw money on that one. And <laughs> well, it was, it was. I mean, being at the DNVR, doing it was dope because it was just like, all right, we're watching these games, and then. Darren or someone at the bar would turn on a new game and it's like, all right, we got to put a bet on the new yep. game. Now, yep. now we care about yeah. this game. Yeah. So that was a blast. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Obviously, uh, they're an official betting partner of the NFL. They have a bunch of amazing bets. I'm talking about bet on darts. You can bet on literally, mm. if you've heard of the sport, you can bet on it. Russian table tennis at 3 a.m. <laughs> <Let's Monday. go. laughs> you can bet on that, baby. Won $11 the other day while the, I was supposed to be sleeping. The big bucks. Dude, for real, like when you can't sleep, DraftKings is a godsend. Like, it's <laughs> a godsend or a sign of addiction or, uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, deeper symptom of something else going on in your life. <laughs> one way or another which which if that's the case call 1-800-522-4700 please <laughs> trying so hard to lean into this <laughs> must Good be Lord. 21 or older Colorado only other terms and restrictions comply see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook they are an official sports betting partner of the NFL of course gambling problem call the number 1-800-522-4700 what a bunch of money on the Broncos game let's go yeah bet on the Ravens baby dude I have not lost yet, and I bet the under every week on the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's easy money. Betting uh, on the under, I think, is way less fun than betting it is on the over. Way where less fun. Where you're just like, score, just more points. <laughs> like we were watching USC CU, and it was just like every time somebody would get the ball and break into the open field, go, like, go, 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 go. It's, betting on the over rocks. I, I told you this, but it, betting on the over is betting on team offense. Yeah. Betting on the under is betting on team clock. Yeah. And I, Run the ball, baby. Yeah. Game, uh, ball control. Yeah, exactly. If you need work on your ball control. Oh, uh, there we go. Kaboom. Third period of the GNBR <laughs> Avalanche podcast. The, the Savander King comment bothers by me. By DraftKings Sportsbook. Because <laughs> it's probably true. Oh, boy. Well... And as long as he didn't gamble on getting it or something. Did anyone bet the over tonight? I hope y'all bet the I, over. I, I told on the DNBR bets today, I walked in during that segment and just said bet the over and then walked out. <laughs> Mic drop status. Can't confirm. <laughs> <laughs> RK Wait. confirms it. All right. AJ knew. I'll see. AJ yeah, knew. I saw the goalies. Yeah, true. Yeah. I knew JoJo was playing. You also, <laughs> you also saw the Avs defense. Uh, <laughs> and I saw Logan Thompson was playing. Who? Yeah. Logan Thompson like played a great game and gave up four goals. He played yeah. pretty. I mean, the first period he played lights out. Yeah. He got beat twice by Miko Rantanen and Andre Burkowski. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. um, oh I do want to get into the Avs depth here because we saw. What could potentially be an actual fourth line for the Colorado Avalanche tonight? Uh, in Mikhail Maltsev, Kiefer Sherwood, and uh, Dylan Sakura. Only if something bad happens because yes, Darren Helm and Logan O'Connor right, are still there. Right. But yeah. Maltsev is the guy. He's the key there. 
And that dude straight up. He balled out a little bit tonight. He should have won a job. I I haven't double checked. I saw somebody in the chat at the start of the show said that he went 9 of 13 on faceoffs. He went better for his kid. He went 9 of 13 on faceoffs in his first preseason game. So that's That's good. That's why I was like, are are you sure? Because it's really weird that he Mm -hmm. went exactly the same. Um, Because I think both of them were. I think both were against Vegas. 9 of 13. Um, so I do want to double check that. Not that I don't trust you, but clearly I don't. Uh, and I just <laughs> and I just want to make sure that that's because if that's correct, then nine of thirteen again. Like that's exactly. And then good PK work. He had a he had a shorthanded breakaway, um, broke a play that uh, a play that I was like yelling at him because it was obvious that they were not comfortable with the puck. You were begging him to go for <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, because I was like. He can't handle it. <laughs> Just go get him. And then he did, and he ended up with a breakaway. That I mean, he didn't score because he's a fourth liner, but that's what's up. I mean, the 9 of 13 on the faceoff dot. Well, and like great good, there. good PK work. Okay, yeah. great. And yeah. the whole PK needs a, a lot of uh, needs a lot of work in general because they are giving up two goals a game. But encouraging just from a Maltev perspective, I think he's when I, th- I think he's getting more comfortable. He's looking better. I think he's in the process of winning a job. This is how you win a job in the NHL as a fourth line player. It's not it's not sexy. It's not yeah. like, you know, it's not about going out and scoring five points in the preseason. It's about going out and doing the little things and taking yeah. care of business. Yeah, doing all the right things yeah. will get you a job on that fourth line. This is this is why I have trust issues right here. <laughs> eight of eight and eight, eight of eight of eleven. 11. Still good. Still, yeah, still unreal. Yeah, still still dominant. <laughs> Take that any night. Yeah, but this is that's exactly how you win a job. That's exactly where it's like, okay, we're gonna give you the first month of the season in this in this role because we wanted to see what you look like, and he's taking care of all the little details that does it. No, you still spelled it wrong. Uh, uh no e. Pretty close though. <laughs> All right, so someone showed him his 9 of 13 just so they could get the nice number in. Um, okay. <laughs> I set that down, and the fan just blew it right out. It had out. places to be. Right? I tell you. It had places to be. That Are we are we confident in that fourth line now, being Maltsev, Hellman, O'Connor at this point? No, because there's still two games left, and, and there's a lot of competition there. Look, they if they could talk themselves into Helmet Center and Sample Rant on the fourth line. Alex Newhook is still somewhere involved in all of this so it's like i don't want to i don't want to say take it to the bank but i think we're getting closer to that being settled do you think ranta makes any sense though on the fourth line because he's more of an offensive threat like i don't i don't know if you see him being we, a, i mean alex Newell was, was on the fourth line in the postseason and it helped yeah i mean that's not that's not the that's not the archetype of player for sure but i would say sample ranta makes more sense on a fourth line than alex Newhook does because his game is pure north and south. Yeah, it's dump a puck, go hit a guy, go out skate a guy, make a nice play if you can, and put the puck in the net. Like the skill, yeah, the will, skill set doesn't match. The, well, that. and the skill, the skill for Ranta will fit against the depth guys he will be going head to head against. It should give him a little bit of a leg up. Sure, but it's a very north south and simple process for Ram, for for Sample Ranta. Yeah, and. With New Hook, there's a lot more going on. There's a like there's a lot more of the creativity and you want him at center and you want him you want him in the middle of the ice and you want him creating and driving play and 
With Sample, you're like, just go out there and skate in straight lines for two hours and <laughs> right, yeah. make something good happen, yeah. you know? And and so I think I, if you were going to, which one of those guys makes more sense on a fourth line, I would say Ranta. But I don't want either one of them. I, I would say I don't I don't think either one of them there would be a long-term fit, and sure. I don't think that that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, because you do have Maltsev balling out yeah. and showing out that this would be, this this should be what he's doing. This This is the role that he was brought in to do. And he's excelling in that for the moment. And you're comfortable with O'Connor and Helm on your fourth line to open the season. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that was that was a pretty good conversation. I I don't really have anything to add to that. So, Brian Murray? The defense. I do want to get into the defenseman as a whole. Yeah. Legitimately, Ryan Murray has a spot. Let's, let's not beat around the bush. Um, there were some good things tonight from Ryan Murray. I, I don't want to take anything away from him. I think he had a nice block in the first period. I think he moved pretty well with his feet, which compared to the rest of the defense he has iced was <laughs> noticeable. Uh, I really had a problem with the way he moved the puck, though. I I know, AJ, you don't think it was quite as bad as I thought, but nope. I thought there was a real problem with the way he moved the puck tonight, and there were consistent issues there that he cannot have during the regular season if he wants to be a guy especially as someone that we're talking about that we're not sure where exactly he slots in at the start of the season without Devon Taves in the lineup if they want to put him next to a Jack Johnson a Curtis McDermott whatever it ends up being as that sixth guy he has to move the puck better than what we saw tonight I, absolutely I mean like I thought out of the defensemen that were out there, his feet were moving very well. I do think his decision-making could be improved. Um, if you're saying you're going to put him next to a Jack Johnson, I think that's a disaster waiting to happen. <clears throat> I just you, You're you going to have to have somebody that has a little bit more Why? of... Well, right now, just like you need somebody that can move the puck in the right direction. There was some passes there where it was well, passing Brian, into like three guys that are surrounding... An abs player. I think if the season started right now, your third pairing is probably Ryan Murray and Jack Johnson. I think you're probably correct, and that's my concern. That's is that's concerning well, I think for a third my, my problem there isn't Ryan Murray, it's freaking Jack Johnson. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. I yeah. I understand that, but with Jack Johnson had a better pass tonight than Ryan Murray did. Ryan Murray had an assist. Beach. Okay. <laughs> I don't. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna get into the conversation of the value of assists on this show. But it was a solo assist. It wasn't a second assist. I'm just saying. No, I I disagree with both you fools. I think that Ryan Murray was totally fine. And I correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Ryan Murray play last night? Yes, he did. That was his first. I believe his first preseason action. I think he played the first game too, but I'm not 100. percent I thought I last night was the, his. I, I thought no. last night was his first game, but either way, yeah, we agree that he played last night. Yes. Supposedly, the, the the game that didn't exist. If 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 I, the box scores yeah. to be believed, <laughs> I thought I was, I was uh, anyway. Um, I think that I think that that's important context for both him and Justin Barron. Uh, is that they were in the game last night and that they like? How do you play? How do you take? How how seriously? As I sound like a bird. Uh, how seriously do you take a preseason game like your back to back here, with rotating personnel? Ryan Murray, it's all about staying healthy and just getting in game shape. And 
you're not, I mean, he's not even worrying 100% about systems and all that. It's more like getting comfortable asking about, uh, asking him to understand kind of where he needs to be on the PK, you know, and, and kind of just, just still getting adjusted to what he needs to be doing. And I really didn't, in that context, I didn't have a problem with Ryan Murray tonight. Uh, I do think, obviously, like, he's not going to be your top pairing guy. And and tonight, I mean, and, and, and in a game like tonight where he was he was being asked to do a little bit of everything for them, it was like, okay, well, Ryan Murray is not a top well, pairing defender. And I'm, yeah, I'm okay with I, that. You look at which one of those guys looked a whole lot better in a profile as a third pairing defender. So Ryan Murray or is it Jack Johnson? Because I, yeah. I thought even even I'm with not, whatever problems you guys had, I thought Ryan Murray I, like there were there were more. I had more defensive issues than I did puck moving issues. But some of that I is did, lack of lack of cohesion with a partner, lack of un, lack of comfort sure. with the system, and like just a general like so, early season. Everyone's still bad at I, hockey. I, I guess I should clarify then. I'm not saying Ryan Murray played himself out of a job. He's still no. he's still absolutely going to be in the starting line. Under, like, under like, like all of us understanding that yeah. that is yeah. not on the table yeah. here. Yeah. Curtis like Curtis McDermott is not taking <laughs> Ryan Murray's job. No. It looks like he's probably losing one to Jack Johnson, which Jesus, this guy you gotta you gotta be fucking bad to lose a to to like actively lose a job to I, Jack Johnson when he plays like I, that. Yeah. And I always preface things by saying, look, I'm sure Curtis McDermott is a great dude. He's better at hockey than I'll probably ever be at anything in my life. Does it make him a good NHL he, defenseman, he, man? He did not look like he belonged tonight again it's against minnesota was bad uh was bad again tonight like early in the game you're like oh there's that's kind of what you want to see is he like knocked down two guys yeah. like yeah gather the puck right in there. yeah throws it away it to the defenseman on yeah. the other team at the throws point. it away and yeah. then watches that puck end up back in 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 his own goaltender's chest and it was just like hmm. how can you guys look at this and think this is this was a good idea like Colin Wilson for a fourth round pick feels like a godsend compared to this deal. Uh, this was a deal that we hated and and like pop like ah, it's preseason and all the other like this is so confirmation biasy that it's like wow well Curtis McDermott totally, is terrible totally is. oh all these good players are playing like shit well it doesn't matter it's the preseason and, but the bad player plays bad and that's just reinforcing how I already feel about <laughs> him so this is super unfair and confirmation biasy it is but Curtis McDermott sucks. And I don't understand that this continues, like, in what way, in what way is that, it is, is Dennis Gilbert behind Curtis McDermott? Dennis Gilbert's at least, like, punching the right people. He's been physical. <laughs> he picked up a point tonight on a nice play from the blue line. Like, there were at least positives from Dennis Gilbert. How in the world is Curtis uh, McDermott in, in, on this roster? On the 16-17 abs, Curtis McDermott would have fit right in because it was a gong show. But but watching these guys, it's like these guys have championship aspirations. And this guy probably shouldn't be within 100 yards of the NHL. And that's, please, please, Curtis McDermott's family, do not listen to this. Oh, God, please. Please. Uh, but couple... it's just... Dude, a couple chats to get here to here. First of all, if if Francois is in fact healthy, can we please start nicknaming him Filthy Frank? Uh, I'm all I'm all for Papa Franku. Uh, in any case, super chat from Vaguely Sober. Thank you very much. We got our first Baron Smash tonight. While we did get that, I completely disagree with the sentiment of this comment. 
once again, we saw Baron really struggle with physicality at moments where I really felt that he needed to put a body on guys in front of the net, and Gosh. it was hard to watch. It's For me, it's just not there. Yep. It's just not there, and I know the team is giving him a long look, and they're taking this seriously, and they're look, there were some things with the puck that I liked tonight. There were a lot of nightmares, and I think they were just testing him. They wanted to see how he would do on a back-to-back. They wanted to see how he, he would handle the, the, the – he played in a real NHL game against an NHL lineup last night. Yep. And then he goes and he plays a decent Vegas lineup tonight. Uh, P.S. The Misfits are just – just they won't stop man they're still there it feels yeah. it feels like the postseason series all over just yeah carlson and bradley and just oh my god they're it was awful man so anyway yeah. um i i just it's not there with justin Barron. for me it's just not there yet and i get that he's on the fast track but maybe he shouldn't be it's all the things you've seen out of Sampo Ranta this offseason that it's like maybe he's not ready yet for the NHL, but there's some reason to be hyped about his game. That totally. Showed. Yep. You haven't really seen those things out of Justin Barron this offseason. And, well, and, and like like the like with Newhook, you've seen some things here. Yeah. Um, you know, Cout had a nice uh, had a nice camp, but the one game that he played obviously did not go well. And then he now he's hurt and it's just like. You know, Bowers is a guy that he played tonight. I don't think he was very good tonight, but I will forever be Team Shane Bowers. He did a but couple it, good he things. Was kind of it was, it, yeah, it, it, it was way, it was way too quiet compared yeah. to like what Mikael Malsa did. It didn't earn a job. And, we'll put it that. Yeah, way. and and it was it was too quiet of a game. But I I did like uh, there were things that that Bowers did, and there were things that you're talking yourself into. And with Baron, it's just like you're working too hard to find the positives. Yeah. They're just not. They're just not stacking up. More time to develop for him. Yeah, defensively. Defensively, yeah. I think it's just. It's you know, he's, he's twenty. Like to yeah. be expected. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the thing that's going to take him. Even even if he were to get into the NHL next year, he's not going to be like ready. He's not going to be like there. It's not I mean, completed. Defensively, he's going to be a work in progress for a, it, a number of years. That's one of those things where. I feel like the Avs fan base, and and not, I'm not calling out anyone specific, but I the, know Avs, this is going. the Avs fan base has been extremely pampered, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, this, dude, this, this same, well, not just that, but Kill it, it's the same conversation that the Avs took Miko Rantanen at 10, and then they took Tyson Jost at 10. And people yeah. have been extremely hard on Tyson Jost because of his draft position. And I think because part of that is the Avs fan base don't understand that Miko Rantanen is a coup. At tenth overall. Well, in 2015 yeah. is turning into an all-time great draft. Yeah, 100. Uh, percent And the fact that, and like you look at uh, like the guy taken immediately in front of him, Timo Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> the guy taken in front of him, Zach Wierenski. Yep. The guy taken in front of him, Ivan Provorov. The guy taken in front of him, Pavel Zaka. Okay, <laughs> you know some some misses some here. Some misses there. But there, like there, uh, there. you know, and then immediately after you you know you you look at the the Kyle Connors and Matt Barzells and the Thomas yeah. Shabbats and. Yeah. Colin White's of the world, you know, that like there were some there were some studs that were taken in that draft class. And it's just very different. You look at the Tyson Jost draft and it's like, okay, Charlie McAvoy, Jacob Chickren. Yeah. End of list. It's not a good draft. Like, so like there is an argument in a, a redraft that you would still take Jost at ten. Like yeah. but there there was not, until there I guess there might be he he might still be 
He would still be top 15 in a That's a good way now. to put it, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, not the point I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make is, is the same thing is coming with Justin Barron. The Avs' experience in drafted NHL defensemen in the past couple of years has been a literal generational talent in Kale McCarr. And Bowen Byram, whose NHL performance has been the best defensive play from a rookie in decades. Well, from, a, from like a teenage. Yeah. From a teenager, his defensive play last year was light years of, um, think, better than what you would have expected. Think of historically, how long it takes to develop a defense. Well, and then, and, and then, okay, let's let's move away from those guys. Look at what Connor Timmons did. Yeah. He missed an entire year of development, goes into the AHL for a whole year, you know, still battles some injuries. There were still some ups and downs, an entire NHL season, and, like, by the end of it, you started to see the, the, the light bulb had come on. Yeah. The breakthrough was yeah, on. Yeah. And... You know, and now, and now, like, just tough timing there. But like, that's the ideal. That's the model that Justin Barron needs to follow. What Connor Timmons did without the mystery of development with the concussion. That's it. Uh, one year in the AHL, and then don't ever look back. If you take Kale McCarr out of it, say Abs never drafted him, right? And you look at Bo Byram just on Ugh. that spectrum. Where does he sit? Would you be like, this guy is? a great pickup for the abs. You have to, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd be feeling good about it. Yeah. I mean, because I think Kale ruined a lot. <laughs> well, I, well, I think... I, so I think I think that there was that wave because it was Kale, Quinn Hughes, Adam Fox, yep. and Miro Haskinen all at the same time yep. happened. And it's always been like, oh, defensemen take longer, defensemen this and defensemen that. And then here come these dudes. <laughs> We're talking like dudes swinging their dicks just showed up <laughs> and like what two other guys i also just mentioned not that long ago ivan provrov and zach Wierenski yeah just sort of showed up and were good yeah and it's like these are all like these guys are all on top pairings on their nhl teams yeah. and they all just showed up and were good yeah. so it uh, i you know i don't know it's like with byram it just felt like it was such a it was such an unexpected way that it all unfolded. Like the guy that we've seen him be this preseason is way more of the guy that we saw in his in junior the career. Yeah. yeah. You know, super aggressive offensively, really attacking mentality. And then defense had its moments. Yeah. And that's kind of what you would have expected. And then last year it was all defense and the, there was nothing happening offensively. Like his first assist is this unreal <laughs> off you know, the dive wall. dive to yeah, the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Between Ryan Getzlaff's legs, centering pass for a game-winning goal with two minutes to go in the third period, and you're like, holy shit, his Hall of Fame career is on! This is insane! And then, like, it all toned down from there. Yeah. So... The it, injury didn't help either. It, you, well, and obviously, like, yeah. but but 19 games, two assists, and, you know, yeah. did yeah, yeah. certainly, like, was not scary offensively in the majority of games. Yeah. And so it's it was just it's interesting, like that development. It just takes time. It's work. It's yeah. and every guy is so different. Yeah. What they do well because like with forwards, a lot of this is cut and paste, um, and uh, and especially because they have the uh, roles that they're going to fit into that they envision them in. That you can put them in. You know, defensemen. You just want them to get them minutes, 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 minutes. You just want them chewing up experience and just soaking up as much. Uh, experience and, and time as possible because that's the fastest way to development is yeah. to just get rocked and to learn from it and to get better 
and figure it all out at pro at pro speed. But that's the same thing too, right? It's like defensemen get exposed quicker. Yeah, because right? like it's a lot you harder. See it right away, right? Like an offenseman, you know, offenseman. Offense, you can make mistakes and it's it's hidden a little bit, but yeah, like, but but then you go out and you score a goal and everybody's like, yeah, Yo, but he scored a goal. He's like you're literally describing role. Sampo Ranta. <laughs> right. No, no, straight up. Like yeah, yeah. the guy's a lightning bolt. Yeah. Like he he makes a million defensive mistakes, but the, because that's not what he's at being asked to do. Right. He goes out there and scores a goal and you're just like, Yo, 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 Sampo Ranta, yeah. where's the Rainbow t shirt Santa? Let's yeah, go. Like where's the where's the t shirt, fellas? <laughs> and you know, like it's like the hype is on. Yeah. But with a guy like Barron, you know, gets 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 rolled, you know, makes some makes some bad decisions with the puck, uh, gets gets pinned in his own zone, is not very physical, loses a yeah. bunch of battles, and you're just like, holy shit, there's a long way to go here. Yeah, and he got walked tonight too. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like you, well, you see that stuff, and you're like, oh, yeah. this guy sucks. Well, and then, and and then you look doesn't. at you you get to the end of the game and you look at his fancy stats and you're like, oh, he was positive. This was fine. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. All right. Well. If he's gonna, if, his, if that's how it's gonna be, where his, he, you know, he's gonna have nights where he doesn't play that well, and he still ends up on a positive end of that kind of stuff, you're like, okay, well, this isn't gonna be so bad. You can live with some of this, yeah. but it's pretty obvious with a guy like Baron. There are some options around him uh, that this like need, and I don't think it's a need. I think it's just a desire. I think they see the potential. And yeah. they yeah. love what Obviously. they see. They yeah. see a right-handed defenseman who is but six foot three. They, they have to know fits, it's not there yet. And they right? it, like but... fits perfectly into like their world of mobility. Yeah. You know, where they're just like, oh, like on the third pairing behind Eric Johnson and Kale McCarr, here comes Justin Barron, where you're just like, Yes. Oh my gosh. Like as much as, as you liked Connor Timmons, the one thing that did not fit, the mobility was never a fit for what they did. But Justin Barron is a perfect fit there, just stylistically. It's very easy to see why Jared Bednar, who in his pro coaching career has been better at developing the exact kind of guy that he was not as a player and has done a poor job of identifying quality guys in his own mold. Yep. Weird. <laughs> but you wonder right. what's up with that. All right. So first of all, thank you, chat, for looking out for my beer. I'll take care of it after the show. Uh, secondly, what the hell happened, Cygnus? Uh, oh, <laughs> you, you, were, you were telling us to break down this game. Oh, wow. I don't know about that one. Um, yeah, dude, what did, did the Rockies bullpen get a hold of your game? Uh, did you did you ice a lineup of of Daniel Bard and Carlos Estevez <laughs> and the other Sheffield brother? Like, geez, man. Thirdly, uh, I saw chat talking about it. Just a little bit of official business here. The Avs did officially cut two players. Oscar Olauson headed back to Barry. Makes sense. The OHL season begins on October seventh, so he'll get back just in time to start that. And Andres Wingerly back to the AHL. Not all that surprising. AJ has been talking about he looks like an AHL player through the all of training camp in the preseason. And Jordan Gross did clear waivers. Just You'll see a lot. Anybody was curious. <laughs> yeah, we'll see him next year. Yeah, that's what I mean. You'll see him. <laughs> He's on his way. All yeah, right. We'll see. All right. There's two super skeptics here who are just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a little bit of official news from the Avs there. Um, have we missed anybody tonight? I think we got most everyone. Yeah, I mean, I've, the goal, even if even if Frankie's healthy uh, and he ends up being okay, you're worried a little bit about it. Yeah, he just hasn't been. Very hasn't good. been great. 
And like some of the goals given up, you're like, well, like this bat, like the Petrangelo to Martinez on the back door. You're like, what's he going to do right. there, right? I mean, I was not the big panic button here. It was Frankie goes out. And, and Jojo, Jojo comes in awful. and looks awful. And it's like, yeah. you can't, this guy cannot be your backup. Yeah. Like it looked really, really bad where you're Frankie. just like, how in the, how, like that dude, you're going to, we're, we're forever going to look at the numbers he put up in Colorado last year. And it's going to be a perfect example of just how awful the division they were in actually was. Because it was like, this dude looks totally, totally fine behind the, against these bad offensive teams. Going up against Anaheim and San Jose and LA, it's totally fine. I would say and Frankie just, didn't look as squirrely at the beginning of the game. That, I just, first, that first game, he was like. Swimming he still there. looked yeah. pretty squirrely to me. I, 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 I would, it made I'd me. It's it just. It was like more. knocking some of the rust off, but it was like, yeah, I'm nervous. Like I'm, I, and I think, I think for me, it's gonna be. I'm, I'm not gonna really settle those nerves until that dude gets into a regular season game and gives up two goals and they win four to two, and I'm like, all right, it's all good, yeah. baby. Don't even worry <laughs> about it. Who was worried? Huh? Who was worried? Uh, Internet, that's who. <laughs> Not this guy, never. All right. We've been going for a while. I blaze one serious question before we get out of here. Team Max or Team Donut Man? Donut Man? I yeah, wow. Team Donut Man! <laughs> team Donut Man rides again. <laughs> that's how it's going to be. All right. All right, at least you're not Team Mercedes. Yeah. You know what? Max can get to Verstappen the hell up out of here. <laughs> wow. Okay? Because wow. it's all about Team Donut Man. All right. Uh, you might need to buy Z a pregnancy test after that one, but... Uh, okay. Uh, in any case... Team Thrash Apple. Oh, <laughs> Let's go. Yes. <laughs> AJ's face. <laughs> I'm just like, that's team, right. Yeah, team, team, that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> uh, shout out to our producer, Ali Monra. She's back Yay. doing the job. I miss you guys. Uh, we, yeah, for tonight. Yeah. Hey, while she back. can. While she can. I'll be back for a good amount of shows. Uh, Can't not watch hockey with you fools. <laughs> Stuck with us, unfortunately. It's a good time. Yeah. I highly recommend coming down to the bar to yeah. do so. You heard her. There was a crowd tonight. It was there pretty was. good. It was pretty there was cool. a crazy. Yeah, it was a crowd. It was a good crowd for some baseball. Yeah, yeah that's probably a lot of Yankees Yankee. and Red Sox. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Yankees <laughs> and Red Sox allegiance <laughs> in the bar tonight. Yeah. Was, yeah. Hold on, I don't think I've shown my shirt on the oh, stream. It's pretty dope. I can't read it. I can't see. It, it. Says 2001 champions. Oh, there we go. But it's a pretty cool Word. shirt. Team. All right. I, I think we've covered it, so we're going to get out of here for the night. Thank you, everyone, watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We appreciate you all. Please, please, if you haven't watched our season preview series, the first episode came out today. It's on the goalies. Unfortunately, Francois got hurt. Uh, we're doing this the rest of the week and Monday and Tuesday leading up to the first game of the season. Tomorrow is the Avalanche Depth Forwards. Please check those out. We put a lot of work into them. We think you guys are really going to like them. We almost lost all of them in a in a clerical error, but oh my god, we found that was them. so scary! So it's, it's we fine. put a lot of hard work into it. They're really great. These guys did such a good job. No, um, team Lando, get out of here! <laughs> no, Lando's dope. I'm, no, I'm you okay know what? with this. He is team poor. He is poor man's Tyson Jost. 
Get Lando Norris out of my face. I think he might be rich man's Dyson Jokes. That's true. That is a great point. Very, very valid. But one of those came first in my life, so he's the poor man. Uh, Anyway, we love you all. We will be back tomorrow. The season preview video drops at 1.30. Pod will probably be going live at about 2 o'clock. So hope to see you there. Until then, we will talk to you all later.